Social media, social club. Social media, social club. Social media, social club. Oh, that's so, all right. I kind of harmonized the bass <laughs> note there. Welcome to another episode of Social Media Social Club, the podcast where we talk all things social media culture. I'm here with my friend Hannah. Oh, I'm here with my friend Josh. And we're here with our friend Ross. <laughs> Hello, <Aww>. friends. <laughs> Hello. That is very cute. Ross is head of creative. Creative. Thanks for remembering. <laughs> <laughs> I was just making sure you knew. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think I've got it. It was a test yes. of your creativity to see yes. if you could come up with a new title I, for yourself on the spot. No, I'll stick with stick with the one I've been, <laughs> I've been assigned. Assigned yet? <laughs> uh, let's not let's not be around the bush today. We're here to talk today about parasocial relationships. Yes. On the internet. Hannah, what is a parasocial relationship? I love doing this to you. <laughs> I know it always catch me off guard. Well, like a parasocial relationship to me is when you think in your brain that you have some sort of relationship or friendship with someone that you don't actually know or they don't feel the same back to you so it can be either with like a celebrity an influencer someone that you see online that's what we want to talk about today the online version of parasocial relationships there is a darker side to it yes it's much more in real life that we may skirt around we'll see how we go yeah but, um, but i think it's yeah. it this is the kind of really interesting side for us, how people build relationships with people that they only interact with on the internet and that yes. might be quite one-sided or completely one-sided. Yeah, I mean, I, I researched this a bit beyond my own uh, knowledge and experience of it and the online bit's quite dark as well. So yeah. <laughs> there's, lots of, there's lots of strange stuff in it. But yeah, it's not always a... a it doesn't always have to go to a bad place. There are people that can have parasocial... I think everyone has parasocial relationships. Mm-hmm. But it's when people start to Im- sort of imprint feelings and emotions and um, ideas of what a person is like onto them that actually hasn't been portrayed, and that's when things start to yes. get a bit weird. Yeah. Um, and also vice versa, if people... Uh, are aware of parasocial relationships and then use that for manip- to manipulate. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that, you know, it's fairly well documented, I think at this stage that everyone likes Taylor Swift in our office, is that I think there's a there's a healthy parasocial relationship there of like people that, people that like this person, they identify with them, they want to consume all the media that they produce and then also follow them around the world to go to various different concerts and things like that. That seems like on a quite healthy level. And I think from Taylor Swift's point of view, I'm sure she's like quite happy with some of these. But then there will be people within that group who feel a bit more about it, like yeah. more intense. I think it. it's people take it too far because I think it's if you're engaging with a person in the way that they have allowed you to. So, for example, going to every Taylor Swift concert, that to me isn't going to be uncomfortable for Taylor Swift because yeah, it's like, absolutely. that's what I've invited you to. You're welcome to come to that. That's the part of my life that I'm giving to you. Liking her Instagram posts, wanting to keep up to date with what she's doing, watching behind the scenes stuff of things. That's all stuff that she's invited you into. Whereas there was stuff recently where she tried to go to a wedding and then it was crowds and crowds of people outside this wedding that wants to get photos of her. And that yeah. to me is extremely uncomfortable because she hasn't invited you there. That's not your space 
she's not Taylor Swift a celebrity in that moment. She's yeah. just trying to live her life. So I think that's when it becomes like people think that they're entitled to Absolutely. these yeah. people I because I've given you access so to this yeah. much of me. So that then people then take that as I have access to all of you and you are mine. And yeah. like you, you're you're indebted to me because I'm your big fan. So Absolutely. you need to give me everything, but. That is really not the case. Well, I was actually thinking about this was when I was sort of doing a little tiny bit of research for this. Was was we talked about stands, right? That well, that I was came, just that, about to say that. That, yeah. comes from, uh-huh. that comes from the Eminem Stone stan, which is about like a crazed fan. That word stan is like, oh, I'm a stan for that person, or you're a stan for that person. It's used positively. It's, it's quite positively and quite a sort of casual thing, but actually the context of that is quite grim. So Yeah. yeah. Um, well, that is the thing. I think people generally do assume that parasocial relationships are always negative, but like you said, I don't think they always are. I think it's, it, it's, it's where the lines are drawn between that person and being well, drawn yeah. by that person and whether the person chooses it. I've shared fans choose to cross I mean, the it. It's, it's just a connection that you yeah. have with somebody and that you could have a, in some ways, you could have a parasocial relationship with a brand. You just always, I, th- I think there's like, yeah. you can you can have some sort of feel like this this brand speaks to me in a way that, that no other brand speaks to me and therefore, like, and at that level, when we're talking about the sort of positive level, I think that's quite, it's just a, it's just a connection where you feel that you share this some sort of common yeah, ground, I think which, like, is, which is a good thing. Yeah, influencers would not exist if this didn't exist as something that happens in our head. Yeah. Because the whole point is that they let you into their life enough that they can build a connection with you through a screen and you feel like you know them and you feel like you're part of their world. So then when they say, I really like this product, I've liked using it, that's then when they can actually use that as a business because yeah. you then are feel inclined to buy that or you think, if they like it and I really connect with them and I generally like the same stuff as them, maybe it's something I should try. So like influencers would not have been able to make that a business if this didn't exist as a concept or yeah. something that happens in our brains. Yeah, and oh sorry. No, there's on you go. I was just gonna say it. And and as with all types of advertising, like you can people naturally start to see through like influencing. Like it's yeah. you can look at them and go, Oh yeah, you're just like yeah, I'm sure you really love this thing. You obviously don't. But when you've already connected with somebody, a content creator, and then they're suddenly talking about something and you're like, Well, I know that this person well enough to know that they probably do endorse this product, so it is good. And therefore, that that is that works, um, rather than it just being like you're someone you follow because they talk about video games is suddenly saying you should buy this hair loss cream or something. I don't know why. I don't know why I thought of that. But there's a metal podcast I listen to called Macho. Used to listen to. That's the story. Mm-hmm. Um, called Macho Grande, which is just two guys. There's a Northern Irish guy and uh, an English guy. Who are just mates and they just started a podcast and they do play some songs and they talk about like metal music, uh, metal news and stuff like that. They always ask people to send emails in and people occasionally do, but, but and I just started regularly sending them stuff and I would just and they also have a voicemail number. So I would after I'd been to a gig, I would phone them and leave a voicemail of a review of the gig I was at, and it became a bit of a thing where there's like there's about a there's a a year and a bit probably where. I was sort of cropping up every second episode as either a, as either an email or a voicemail, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Oh!" and they actually started going like, "Oh, we should get maybe we should start getting Ross into the podcast." I think they were joking, <laughs> yeah. but because it would be an Englishman, an Irishman, and a Scotsman, uh-huh. and it was this whole thing, and I felt super invested. I was like, and I used to, and the feeling of listening to myself being like on the like and they what they were going to say after I was like. 
I don't know. It was took me back to watching like kids TV, and when you get if you send a picture in and they yeah. they, they told your picture, it was like it was an amazing feeling. And I was like, oh, and even though they're just they're just random guys, one of yeah. them's like does DJs, one of them's a graphic designer, and I was like, I just felt so invested. But then when the new Tool album came out, uh-huh. or whenever it was, it wasn't it's not new anymore. I sent them a message saying. Oh, looking for like I said this other thing. I was like, oh, I can't wait for them too long. I'll send you my review, uh-huh. and then I never did it. Uh-huh. And I felt like I'd let them down, and I stopped listening to the podcast because I felt like I'm embarrassed that I had let them down. And I'm sure they wow. didn't. I'm sure they didn't care. Like yeah. they were, they were probably just like, oh, maybe they were like, oh, haven't heard from Ross for a while. But yeah. but I, in my mind, I'd invented this thing as like, oh, like people were waiting to hear what I thought. <laughs> And then I've invented this entire thing about how, like, this interaction with them, which, and I actually, I did message them trying to meet up at a tool gig. Mm-hmm. And I didn't manage, I was, they, they were up for it, but it just, I just did, didn't happen in the end. Mm-hmm. But even then, I was anxious. I was like, I was like, I'm going to have to say, oh, sorry, I never sent that in when I said, and that's just partly my self esteem, exactly. which is an interesting thing because I, in my research, I was like, parasocial, parasocial relationships and self esteem are quite, combined uh-huh. um so i think that's probably one of my my a lot of that is my own issue but i just thought it was an, a really interesting thing that i literally can't bring myself to listen to the podcast <laughs> anymore because i feel like there was this weird thing that i'd created that then sort of faded away but then i suppose obviously like you've experienced a kind of negative feeling associated with that but at the time they had managed to build such a strong community and you felt so part of something with people that you didn't know and I think yeah. like it's so easy to think oh that's weird or that's creepy but that is actually such a nice thing and I think that is a lovely. really nice thing about there are certain little pockets of this on the internet mm-hmm. and they're really really nice spaces for people and I think like you were saying like self-esteem or people that like struggle with their confidence or they feel like they can't go out and make friends if they can do that in a place that feels really safe for them and if that is the internet and if there's like communities there where they can build these relationships yeah. I think that then crosses the line where it actually then becomes more of an actual relationship mm-hmm. if it is a community and there is like talking both ways yeah absolutely because that that's, is that's, like that's, you've that's actually that's built that's a so relationship right. and that's probably why you felt such a strong sense of like i've right. let them down because they were also interacting with you it wasn't a one-sided well it was thing. off the back of them making the joke and it was a joke about like oh we should get ross to, to be yeah. on the podcast and i had this whole little moment of like oh actually we could do that if yeah. we wanted. <laughs> but like um, and then this, and then I think I got a bit like, oh, like I'm part of this now, so I have yeah. to. I, people are waiting for my whatever, and then so that's why it felt so intense when I was like, oh, I didn't do that, um, and like it literally, they probably just didn't even notice, but I invented this whole extra thing. But yeah, it's um, it's an interesting, it's interesting, and I think you're so right about the the interaction because I think when it can become a little bit shady is when it's when people are going oh it's all one-sided i'm saying all this stuff to this person and i'm imagining what's coming back like like yeah. you know like i love harry styles and when i send him dms that he doesn't read then i'm imagining that he probably does read them and he would he would have wanted to say this he just doesn't have time or yeah whatever, you know yeah. and then that's when things start to spiral out of control yeah a bit. you can definitely yeah, yeah. get to a bad place not from my experience i don't message him <laughs> I, know, I wasn't looking directly at like, you when I, no, when I, I like it but normal yeah i was on a youtube video of a podcast that i listened to i was just reading the comments because sometimes i'll do that if i'm just listening but i want it but they were like, oh, here they are, the boys, my two best friends that don't know that exists. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, God, that is exactly what it's like, isn't it? 
That is so funny. I think <laughs> I think the interesting side of it to me is almost the other side. So as someone that puts things online, are we always aware of what that means and like the numbers are actual eyeballs and actual people because I think I sometimes forget that so I don't really post on my own social media because I started to get kind of freaked out about people that I didn't necessarily speak to like knowing things about me I got a bit like if I want to tell someone something I'll just message them or I'll send them a photo or I'll send them a video rather than putting it on Instagram for example but I think like my only experience then of really using social media is using it through work and obviously a big part of that has been doing the hydrogen TikTok which is you guys are all out on that every day and we're kind of looking at it and you'll say oh that one's only got 10,000 views that one's only got 30,000 views and it's like that is 30,000 people who have seen at least part of that video 60,000 eyeballs yeah that is that's a lot of people (laughs) seeing content (laughs) and it's you guys but it's you guys being you it's not acting it's you putting yourself out there so then that's where and we do have people that are regular commenters and people that regularly are obviously watching the videos so yeah, yeah. like that's a, that's a really small way of looking at it like obviously we're not at this kind of big like influencer level but I think it can start so small that you can start to build these communities or like have people that can regularly check in with your content or like feel the need to comment or feel like they know you in some way because they know a lot about you if yeah. you're sharing your own personal stories and not and not not in a self in a pompous way but I know that I, I there are comments that I get um and I have considered like or maybe I should post stuff on TikTok. Maybe people would want to listen to what I talk to talk about. But then I sometimes I'm like, why well, feel like once the door is open, I mean you can close it again, but also like you're sort of I don't know. I think you if you if you you have to make a real conscious decision for your life if you want to do that. Yeah, it's going to be your I think thing. That's the thing. Um, and I'm not sure that that is something that I actually want to do. Um, you know, and I think the other thing is like, I mean, I've got kids and. I have this issue with people putting their kids online. In, in, I mean, like my wife posts pictures of my uh, my kids, like in a happy play in the park and stuff like that. But people that use their kids for content and stuff, yeah. And I think that sometimes when I think about like parasocial relationships that people have with that that content creator, being like, "Oh, the reason I watch this is because I really like watching this person parent their kids." I don't know. I just think there's something quite that's quite a intense reason to watch things so yeah. i just think you should always be just what you're saying about like the people that are you, you're putting stuff out there you want to make sure that you're having the right kind of relationships you know like the, why are people watching it for the right reasons um and that's you never know what side of the internet stuff is going to end up on and i yeah. know that can be in a really 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 negative scary oh, yes, way but yeah, just I'm, in like very very small ways like sometimes something will just land with the wrong audience and you'll see that the interactions are so completely different and I think that is that thing where it's like people are used to their own little world online so if they're randomly kind of fed something that doesn't fit within that they're like whoa I need to comment on this I need to say something this is crazy yes there's a TikTok creator who's like an aspiring um actor who does I've I found his content a bit annoying like he does these weird impressions and things like that but he does want to be an actor but he's got quite a, he's developed quite a big community, I think. And they're all quite, I've seen reading his comments, you're like, people are quite behind him, like being successful. And he has, there there is that, that those, that relationship has been created with his community. Mm-hmm. And then he posted a thing calling the SAG after strikers scabs. 
Um, and, oh no, no, it wasn't. It was that he was saying that he was. Uh, he didn't see why he shouldn't work. Uh, like he was like, well, I'll just you know like I, I, if they don't want to do it, I'll do it kind of thing. And his community just turned on him, like instantly yeah. turned on him, and were like, this is like if you want to work in this industry, you have no idea what you're talking about. And it was like the next few posts were him like going. Whoa, guys! Hey, I'm still cool. You know, I'm still funny, and I'm still trying to do. I'm trying to, trying to, trying to get that oh. relationship back on course. Yeah. Um, and then ultimately, I think he did a, did that thing where people do where they go, "I'm just going to take a break for a, a few weeks just to just to see how and like yeah. try to let the dust settle a bit." Um, I don't know why he thought that that position would go over well, and I, that seemed like a real like oversight from my point of view, but. Um, yeah, like you can destroy those relationships like instantly, mm-hmm. and I think that's one of the things. Like, like real relationships with people, yeah, they can be you can damage those, but I always feel like the the connections are stronger in a way. Yeah, because you like, can well, you yeah. can have a conversation. Yeah, you can talk. I mean, obviously, you can say something to somebody and then they'll never talk to you again. But it's quite an extreme thing. But like, just by doing what you were doing before, but maybe just modifying it a bit, can suddenly just go. Oh, there it is like. 700,000 people that now just don't want to follow me anymore. Yeah. It's like yeah. kind of catastrophic for what you're trying to build. If you think about everyone, every single one of those is a little parasocial relationship that's suddenly just been broken. Yeah. It's, um, it's yeah, like how do you repair that? Because that's also no. the thing with the creator. They actually have a relationship with their followers and they probably think they all love me. I can kind of do what I want. So he won't have been overthinking everything that he's doing. Cause he's like, I've now got a following. Mm-hmm. I've got people that will support me. They seem people, to love people me. People get me. But yeah. yeah, but that feeling must be horrible when it's you instantly just break that. So it's actually like all his followers have lost one person that they liked. He's then lost thousands of people. Yes. So that must be such a blow. And like when you're saying people need to take a break after that, I've always thought of it as like, all right, you need to take a break. But actually, if you think of it like that, they've lost a relationship with yeah. thousands of people because they said one thing and you can't take it back because it's on the internet. And people instantly download these videos and they'll like stitch it and they'll put it into another video. It's, it's always going to be well, that was there. exactly what happened. Yeah. Was that there was... The reason I don't I don't follow him because I like I said I find him quite annoying. But like uh, <laughs> the uh, the the um, I saw it from stitches of other people that I follow, yes. and it was literally like everybody was was going for him. Well, I there was something you kind of touched on earlier. Like people, it's, it's nice when people are nice, but people are also occasionally horrible. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> it, just in general, yeah, or well, like, human nature. There, <laughs> like most people, like anytime I've had an interaction about someone that. that has known me from the TikTok, it's been positive. Yeah. But there's so, also people who clearly don't like me oh yeah. on the TikTok. And I'm uh, like, there's hidden, they also, there's hidden comments. Yeah, yeah, you have some haters. Yeah, they also just exist in Glasgow and they've, they, they've probably seen me about and I've not known. Yeah. yeah. Which I think is weird to think. Yeah. following you, Josh. But yeah. I think the thing is, so you, <laughs> this is the thing where you could actually get loads of really nice comments and then there was that one person that was like, oh, he's got a podcast now as well or something. Yeah. <laughs> something yeah. Like um, and this is someone who commented a lot yeah. saying like negative things about Josh or like tagging people. So you think like, yeah, there might be people that like you, but there's one person out there and that yeah. person is talking to people and saying, oh, oh yeah. do you know that, that guy, guy from that TikTok uh, yeah. is so annoying. Which is a weird, it's, it's just a weird thought, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah. can so easily spiral into that I think instead of it must be so hard when like we obviously experience it at a smaller level but see if you're an influencer and you're the only person you're putting yourself out there and you get that one negative comment and you just start to think like that is a person 
and they don't like me they don't know me but they know that they don't like me and they probably talk about me to people or say oh my god I've just got their video again look at them like it's so easy to spiral out of control just thinking about that one person so if it was like multiple people it was thousands of people that would really take you to a bad place why does that person not like me and then you you think you start thinking about your faults and your character flaws that you might feel yeah. like you're like they don't even know any of that uh-huh. stuff like, you I don't, don't know. know them either like yeah. so you like it's like you don't even have a chance to not like them yeah uh-huh. you don't know exactly them. so that is actually quite unfair yeah well, it's like i've seen that you. type of content that people put out sometimes where they'll take a comment of one of their someone that's been rude to them on their tiktok or whatever mm-hmm. And then they just delve through their profile and like stitch a thing with loads of photos of them going, "Oh, you're you're slagging me off for cult for for being bald, but look at you, you're bald or whatever, you know, you know all that kind of Why stuff." That? <laughs> <laughs> that a specific no, example. No, you just about came in here as the hairiest man in Glasgow and like blow after blow to Josh. He decided to shave his head. <laughs> I know. <Well. laughs> It's, I think that the interactions I've had have mostly been awkward, but nice. But like I was at a wedding and a barmaid was like, oh, I've seen you on my TikTok. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's like the work. And I just, and then I was just, there was this like five second pause. And I just went, oh, gin tonic and a beer, please. Well, yeah, because you feel like, like, it's not like you've got a catchphrase or something like that. Yeah, you're going to you go, do like ah. your bit. And also you're like, it's not like a celebrity. You'd go... You, you sit, like the person's not want to follow with you. They're just yeah, saying, I know, I know. They're just going. Oh, uh, I, I recognise you because I've Gav seen you. So, yeah, Gav got a photo. Actually, that's not true. I have had people ask for photos, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, but I mean, generally, like it would be. Imagine offering. <laughs> they go no. <laughs> oh, you're meaning that you go to them? Oh, would you like a photo? I suppose you'd want a photo. <laughs> then. I look best in landscape. Yeah, like, yeah so, so, like I went, oh big fan of your tiktok and then they referenced an answer i gave in a tiktok later in the evening and i was like i said that and another example i had was that which not to bring up the podcast on a pure downer but like i um uh, i've suffered with mental health problems over the years and um when uh, the lead singer uh, scott hutchinson from from frightened rabbit um sadly took his own life i felt like I've always felt like he was writing songs for me and obviously I knew like I'm self-aware enough to know that obviously is not the case but I did feel a big connection with him because he sang about things that I felt and when that happened happened during a difficult time that I was having and I felt like the the most acute like uh, connection to that event that it was it was like it was really a, a difficult time for me during that time so I was like and because that relationship was suddenly broken through that act. Yeah. And it was quite a strange um, sensation to have where I was like, oh, that guy that I love, that I feel this connection with, is never going to write any, write me any more songs. Yeah. Um, and I think that, I mean, from, you know, we've worked with Tiny Changes, the charity that was set up in the wake of that, and I think a lot of people felt like that because that's what his music was like. Um and I think people form those types of relationships with with anybody. So um, it's just about whether you find that connection that sparks with you, and then and then you're kind of hooked in. So sorry, that was a bit of an error. But well, <laughs> I think that, I think that's a really nice way of looking at it because that is where you feel quite seen 
by people and like it's maybe something you couldn't put into words but actually having people that you can connect with that can put your feelings into words is a very powerful thing I think and yeah. that's why people really connect to like artists because it's someone that can yeah. And, yeah. You, and you kind of go I, that's I've never thought of something like that it changes it can change your whole perspective on your own life like it people I know it's kind of hackneyed for people to say oh that's music saved my life but that's definitely true in some places I think cases, I think know, music like is a really is a really interesting one because even things like movies and TV and stuff, you can have a connection with an actor or a character even, but there's something so make-believe about that, but music is real. Like, it, yeah. it's a real People thing. are real. Yeah, it's so, so if you're like, oh, this person's pouring their heart out onto this record, then suddenly when you listen to that record, you're like, this is like they're describing my life. Then you're like, well, there's a person that's just like me, and therefore I... F- I feel this connection with them. Well, I think that's a nice way to kind of round things Wrap off. Up. Yeah, that was a nice way to finish. It's now, of course, time for our game. Oh, we got a game? Yeah. Is I didn't really have a name for it. I just was thinking parasocial in the, to the tune of psychosocial by Slipknot. Oh, that's nice. Okay, good. That, that works um, for me. So you're just going to sing that then? No. <laughs> it's just parasocial. <laughs> I don't think it's like my uh, failing as a metalhead that when I was thinking about it earlier, I was going, para parasocial like a Coldplay song <laughs> <laughs> it's like damn I should have gone I should have gone psychosocial para, myself para. Like, <laughs> I'll explain the concept please I'd do I have <laughs> before I ask you guys I have looked into two things that I know you both love oh right which is a critical role podcast oh yes that's you I think <laughs> I was like is it you yeah I, <laughs> I think it's me and Harry Styles Ah, uh, okay. And do we need to explain Critical Role? Critical Role, yeah. Do you want to explain what Critical Role is? Critical Role is, uh, it is a podcast, but it is mainly a Twitch-streamed Dungeons and Dragons campaign, um, by uh, created by um, a group of American voice actors, um, and it is in its third campaign, and they've taken it from a home game to this multi-million pound business where they have this incredible community and every episode's five hours long and it's this big epic saga and I it got me through COVID in the best way and uh, I absolutely love it. So say you got a parasocial relationship with it? I have a parasocial relationship with every character and every cast member. Amazing. Yes. Yeah. And there's about nine of them. So yes, that's like 18 is, yeah. people. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Harry Styles is a pop star. <laughs> <laughs> So, head-to-head, Hannah versus Ross, okay. the parasocial quiz. Okay. So, Ross, your question is first. Jester is half tiefling and half what? And I can give you multiple choice for this if you want. Yeah, go and give me multiple choice, yeah. Goliath, human, elf, Janassi, or Azimer? I'm going to say Janassi. That's correct. Yeah, I thought it was. Well done. Question one for Hannah. Before becoming a famous singer, what did Harry Styles want to be? A, a rugby player. B, an astronaut. (laughs) C, a lawyer. Or D, an architect. The the contrast in this question is so funny. Or E, a tiefling. (laughs) (laughs) A goblin. I can see him him as an architect. Is that your answer? Yeah, sure. Nah, he wants to be a lawyer. Did you not know that? Oh, a lawyer? (laughs) Question two, Ross. Caduceus grew up in A, a cemetery, B, a lawless town, or C, a graveyard. Cemetery and a graveyard are the same thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. 
Oh, so they are. It, it's a graveyard slash cemetery. Yeah, it's a graveyard. <laughs> <laughs> Question two, Hannah. Harry loves the 1997 film Titanic. True or false? <laughs> Contrast between these <laughs> questions is so good, man. Like, yeah, true. Yeah, he does. He loves it. Of course he does. He loves it. He quite likes it. <laughs> he doesn't really think about it. Question three, Ross. Who at Traveller Con found the golden dick? A. <laughs> Jester. I don't know what this. <laughs> No, I, I did copies of him. This has got seven multiple choice options. <laughs> no, so, I've, I've, I've Jester, Celia, Artigan, Claire, Kelbast, Kovac, or Bo. Oh my god, that's like a, or Harry I actually Styles. recently listened to that episode. Um, say Bo. I think that's wrong. That's, that's, inc- that's incorrect. That's uh, Celia. After Harry Styles went to number one in America with Up All Night, what did he treat himself to? A a mattress. B, a microwave, or C, a nice relaxing walk, or D, a new shirt. <laughs> Where did you get these from? This sounds like the Have you added your own ones? Like, no, these are ones I have Is this from like Girl Talk? Like it, was, it, was, it was like something like that. <laughs> I, I want to say a walk, a but I think, I think it was probably like a mattress. That's the correct yeah. answer. I just or, know him. Question four, Ross. Who previously owned Vex's Vistage? A. Artigan B. Sondor C. Fenthras or D. Calamagiore Sondor Correct, that is a correct answer I was along, I listened to that in like 2019 No, whatever it was, 2020 When was Covid? Question 4 for Hannah What is Harry Styles' favourite American football team? Is it A. The New York Giants B. Miami Porpoises C, LA Tornadoes, or D, Green Bay Packers? That's big Miami Dolphins, right? It's just poor poises here. <laughs> it's like a fake quiz. I mean, like, oh, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> you said that, I'm like... <laughs> you remember Ace Ventura? It was oh, a yeah. dolphin. I want to say the poor poises, but I'm, I'm going to say the New York one. Oh my God, the Green Bay Packers, sorry. No, the Miami poor poises. <laughs> Right, let's call it. I think, oh, I think we all lost there. <laughs> I, I, I think the main thing is you lost. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Well, that's that's the end of Social Media Social Club. For that was there. chaotic. I loved it. <laughs> that yeah. was really fun. Really um, Ross, before you go, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, I plug that podcast that I don't listen to anymore. A Macho Grande podcast. Nice. Available I- on, I don't think it's even on Spotify. Uh, they're on like on they're on like, or something? Yeah, yeah, it's on all that stuff. Um, like Apple Podcasts and things like that. Does that make but you feel better giving them a plug? It does, yeah, now I'll start listening to them again. Yeah, okay. Nice. See if they go, oh, that guy Ross called us out on a podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, go listen to that. It's nice if you like metal music. Great. Um, Hannah, where can people find us if they want to follow us on socials? Uh, you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at socialmedia.socialclub. And YouTube is social media, social media. Some of that, if you just type in the name. That would be nice. Cheers, would be nice. Like, comment, rate us five stars. That's the end of it. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.